scrap. Scrap, scrap. Okay. What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is uh, Witty Banter Deep Cuts. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. To my right, his hat's always backwards. It's Hunter Dorset. You know. To my left, where's Waldo? It's Charlie Binko. I'm here. That was a. Sh- it's because uh, they can't see a shirt. Theater yeah. of the mind, people. Yeah. Theater of the mind. And right across the table from me, you just get sexier and sexier every day. It's Stephen Shavana. Wow, that's no quite complaints. the. Uh... I'm, I'm being groomed to be the uh, third host of this podcast, so you want somebody good looking on radio, I think, right? It's, dude, as long as you know your place, you know. It's right <laughs> in front of you. You're right getting in front tanner. of you. Don't sure. deny it. I know you're at the pool every day huh? tanning. Oh yeah. Do I look darker? Yes, you look darker. Fuck yeah, bro. That's why when you can't walk yeah, in, bro. you can tell. You know, I just like tan. It's one of those questions like, that he knows the answers to. Like, yeah, yeah th- th- like three times five. That's fifteen, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, this is witty banter, but it's not the standard. Look, show. you guys. Look at Charlie's t-shirt. Look. You're ruining this. <laughs> You're ruining this episode. No, I don't think that's my fault. Like you started out saying look to a people a group of people that are monopoly just listening to you. Theater of the mind. <laughs> just listen. Yeah, I gotta I gotta agree with Chase on this one. I think <laughs> you're ruining already it. established like the Waldo at, like essence that I'm okay. committing right here because that's what I'm setting up. He's sure. knocking it right back down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, this is not <laughs> the standard episode or standard podcast. See, you got me all kerfuffled now. This is not the standard podcast. Don't tell people. your listeners to look because it's an impossible task for them to follow through with. They could look. They're in their car right now. Look at that tree. <laughs> Okay, it worked. <laughs> See you later. Okay, we're, we're not, not seeing the tree. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, we're not doing news today. We're not doing beer reviews because we're drinking crappy beer anyway. We're doing deep cuts, which is where all of our guests get around and we each bring a topic of conversation uh, and then we just discuss it. So that's how the show goes. Yay. Now, when I first told you, Stephen, that this was going to be a deep cuts and to think of a topic, your enthusiasm pretty much just exploded through the the. The Your phone screen. Oh my god! It was via text. Like no emotion can be like properly conveyed I through felt text. It though. Okay, maybe that's I, just a connection you and I have. Yeah, but I felt it. Yeah. Hey well, man, what do you think smiley faces are for? Yeah, I didn't even put one on there, Chase. You didn't need to. That's what I'm trying to get at here, man. Okay. Theater of the mind. Theater <laughs> of the mind, baby. You know, exclamation points are like a very powerful thing via text, you know? Not Until you war. overuse they're them. Kind of, they're so worn. Yeah, Until they're, they're trite. Down. Yeah. Really? The, yeah. Really, if you really want to say you mean business, you got to go all caps. True. Yeah, that's, 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 that's just me. so like, you can, it's that's, like you're either a four-year-old girl or like a 39-year-old gangster. Four-year-old. Four. <laughs> I just feel like those are the two demo-year-old gangsters. Out those there. are like the two demographics that like to type in all caps. Yeah. Look, what? I think all caps is fine if you do one word as like emphasis because you can't like. Oh my God, the day someone does um, italics in a in text messaging, oh, I'm can't there. You? Oh, yeah, I'm there. All day. You can't bold and underline in text messaging either. All yeah. That, yeah. There's there's no re- like everyone's got a smartphone now or at least you should be able- like you can communicate on yeah. other modes like emojis why can't you put in like italics or bold it's like that might I be agree. the biggest announcement of the next uh, Apple keynote it started right here <laughs> Charlie will you uh, get closer to your mic when you talk yes they want to hear you baby those <laughs> slick lips <laughs> look Stephen I know you're excited to be here excited to throw your topic out so why don't you go first 
Uh, wow, I'm like not ready for this all all this excitement. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, You're the uh, one who brought it, so I don't. Okay, I don't know. so I, I I was kind of going over things in my mind that I had like not really read, but just kind of heard of. So uh-huh. that way we could just have our own conversation about it. Yeah. So I had he- seen this. This. <laughs> Wait, are you starting this with an idea that we don't know anything about what we're about to talk about? So I think it'd be a good topic yeah. to talk about. <laughs> Essentially, yes, Charlie. Think about this: a headline that said. Uh, you know, the the majority of our lives are centered around work life now, you know, it's like, uh-huh. can, can you like how close do you think the future is to like having a non work life? Because, you know, I think there's just been so much like value generated through the generations of society that you could like, you know, not work for, you know, two years at a time, reenter the workforce, just kind of go back and forth and like be perfectly fine. I just don't know why there isn't a culture of people doing that yet. Yeah, well, I feel like those people are in Europe. Yeah, no, they're 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 elsewhere outside of like this puritanical like yeah, that's Ger- what, Germanic absolutely. English culture. Hey, speak yeah. into your mic, Charlie. They want to hear I'm, you. I'm he trying. Yeah. You but, got but I mean, like, if you think about it, you. right now we have more people that have, from their own efforts, been making their way into millionaire and even billionaire status. Yeah, but then wh- than the ever question before. is, why are those? Why do those people continue to work? You know? Because they enjoy doing well, it. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but work but gives mean, you something to strive for. I mean, like, a lot of people find a lot of their... It's like when you're a part of a football team, you know? And it's like, you might not want to... You might. I might be in high school and have no plans of playing college football, so why would I play football? It's because no, there's a lot to, like, learn no, and experience. No, that's fun. That's not work, it. though. That's not work. That's fun. That's it's, exactly what we fun. should it's be doing. It's work. I mean, it sucks a lot of the time. No, I'm talking about the stuff Most that the you time. do that just sucks, and you don't derive pleasure from it, but you're forced to do it because you need money to But, survive. I mean, that's assuming you know, that's that everybody... Work. That's the type of work that I'm talking about. Like, working on your, um, you know... I think there's been oh, a like push. some piece of furniture that you want to like make for yourself. That's not work, right? Okay. I mean, it's working, but it's not the. But not work everybody's job like sucks for them. Like yeah, a lot of people find true. pleasure in their job. That's true. I mean, but I, also you have to take into consideration that I mean, like a lot of people need to need to survive. You know. It, yeah. And there's a but I mean, capitalist structure that requires you to put something in in order to get something out. Yeah, but the benefits like we're getting so much more benefit out of the system than probably we ever have before. Maybe, maybe give or take, you know, 30 or 40 I mean, you're years. Right. It's better to be but poor you know now I mean? than any other point in history. Like. Right. You have a refrigerator, you have a TV. Yeah. I mean, like almost everybody in America does, no matter your wage level. So like, when does the point come where you just like have enough money to kind of get by, you know, or you have the ability to go re-enter the workforce whenever you feel like it. Oh, like so you you have the leisure to start and stop working right. whenever you want to. Yeah, I I, I mean that's going to take some. I mean a large amount of structural navigation and like restructuring, like on a it, fundamental basis it, of possibly. I think it's already possibly kind it could. Of possible. Well, absolutely, I think you're right, Charlie. Yeah. But I think like no one's even thinking about a future where that might be possible. No, Look, it totally I, is. Yeah, I think, but I think it already is in a in a way possible. I think like what technology has, the way technology has affected capitalism, even from like the '60s on, where yeah. tech technological um, innovation comes so frequent and fast now that your like jobs are even less stable because of it. And like I was reading in this book recently that you know before the '60s, working was like you go to a bureaucratic. Uh, job where it's like top down management. Yeah, you do very your, centralized. You do your work. You go home, and that's it. 
And now because of like the incredible rate of technology and how it changes and, and it's keeping everybody on their toes and businesses, sure. the way that it's starting to look now is that the worker is starting to um, get a lot more responsibility and it's not as, as management driven and instead it's more of like task and project driven. Yeah. And um, yes. life is becoming almost more of like an adventure in that sort where you don't exactly know where you're going to be in five years, maybe 10, but you yeah. know that you have this task now, you're going to do this task now. And there's almost a push to enjoy it more and to have more fun with it and do like your absolute best with it because you're, I mean, that's the only thing you have right now and you got to do your best. Well, I think it, that's true, but the, I think there's always been that kind of element of compartmentalizing everything. So you've always had a task. Like you go a hundred years ago, you were a shipmaker, you worked in assembly lines and that was your task. Nowadays, yeah. it's kind of like your task is, oh, I'm, a, I'm an HR person. I can go into any industry and do HR or I can do management. Yeah. And yeah. Cause like there's a lot of people that they have that fluidity and you're right. It's uncertain, but you're still in that kind of compartment yeah like the guy that worked in like uh sales over at company x isn't going to go into you know management in company y but he's probably going to do something Stay in sales. sales i don't know though. i think it's more possible now to change hats and stuff like that you know like i think the skills you learn in work can like there's a common thread in each job where you just pick one thread move it here you know, and that right. connection can yeah, bring you, you out of But sales. I mean, we're still talking about... About doing hat. jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're so, talking about hats right now. And I, I can want talk, you to have no hat on, man. I can okay. talk... It's like, put your shades on and go fucking chill for a while. I can talk towards this because, I mean, a lot of... I'm doing a lot of, like, future research, like, what people think the future will be like. Sure. Um, it's there's awesome already having very... him in the house just be like, dude, they think one day this is going to happen. I'm like, shit, I'm just trying to... <laughs> really? Keep up with it right now. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, but, like, one of the things that they talked about was um, the work week is going to significantly drop. You know, we've been working on around a 40-hour average work week for the American citizen, and yeah. I, it's, it's already nearing 30 like it's going toward that, and they think in like a hundred years it'll be like twenty. I mean, the um, thing is, we don't have to we don't have to work as long as we're working now. Like that's what like, I was thinking. Like Stephen, like Rob, a good point. It's like the the idea that capitalism has brought this age where you don't re like you don't really have to work that much to in order live. to survive. Yeah, yeah. and like, this is all keeping for, in mind that like the dollar is going to keep up and like sure, like, regardless of inflation a year. I mean, fine. that's not enough. But <laughs> we're it, talking I about think a lot what, of this. What you're, you're talking about strikes at a deeper like. Yes. human concept like Thing. why do we have a compulsion to like why is our ideology shaped in such a way that we feel like we have to work constantly and not just be, on a personal level but on a societal level absolutely because, to be good people you yeah know? to be good people because you don't need to live in this kind of mentality that makes you feel like you have to work a shit job to work a better quote unquote like shit job that just pays more right and work this way up when that's so completely unnecessary objectively right yet there's something deeper about it that strikes us as as i mean just speaking from an american point of view that is true. definitely embedded in our culture absolutely but i don't think that exists everywhere yeah but i will say i think there is something to the fact that like human beings sort of want to like produce things whether or not it's for 
money in a job or like, let's say we had no jobs or whatever, we would still like want to find things to do because if we just sat around enjoying ourselves for our entire no, life. Did we like, really want to produce the Snuggie? Were we all, are we all proud of ourselves <laughs> after the Snuggie? I'm not talking about the No, but Snuggie. I think you're right. You know, cause I but th- I mean, there's so much bullshit Snuggie out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that that's the interesting thing is like Marx has this whole, like, he has this really famous quote where it's like in the future, because of capitalism, there can be a time when you get up in the morning, you work like two or three hours, which is really all you need to do to, because there's so many people and so many machines machines working yeah. out there uh-huh. for us you work two or three hours and then you're he says like you're you're a philosopher in the daytime a fisher in the evening a, a storyteller by night he's listening to all these things that you do that are just so human driven that try and like increase that just your fulfill value yourself yeah. yeah of using your mind and challenging like ideas and concepts and exploring what it means to be human instead of being a part of a machine out there well i think yeah. technology is going to allow for our culture to be driven toward almost in like an enlightenment uh, as just just as society because we won't have to be bearing ourselves down with, with jobs just to be able to survive. Hopefully the idea would be is that if we work much less hours, then we have much more hours to be able to pursue interests actively uh, as opposed to it being the side thing. It becomes the main thing, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that if that's... I mean that's totally possible, but I mean this is all this is all again just hoping that everything kind of just keeps going well with everything. But like, right? I think the things know. that we would have to be cognizant of, or would be like the elite class that generates its savings off of investment, and they're you know living just purely off of dividends and interest that accrues over yeah. you know over years. Dead. That isn't creating anything like valuable in the just manipulating the, money basically. Well, yeah, just moving money from where it's. Uh, abundant to where it's scarce, which has its value, no doubt, but it shouldn't be like a way you live forever. I feel like that class has a very concerted interest in making sure that everybody else is working, yeah. you know, 40 hours a week because that just keeps up the machine faster. But going back to your, like, when you first started and saying, like, taking two years on and two years off, I honestly think that is probably possible now. I think that is possible now. What yeah. we're, I'm like, why isn't there a culture of people thinking that's okay? Well, I, that's exactly you, it. Like, my parents, like, kind of give me shit for, like, taking a year and a half off from working in my last two years of school. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, why? Like, I don't, I mean, I did, I came, I grew up in a different age than they did. So I just kind of, think about it differently jo- a job is just a way that i can get money to go do things it does it's not representative of my character of the way that i like value living you know sure but you also have to take in consideration <laughs> there are people that need like well, resources there are. no to, doubt they there need are. to work the shit jobs out there and there's almost an endless supply of people out there that can do it that right. need to do it i mean people that live like close to the level of poverty are just above and those people will need to work but if you think about it, like we've always been able to not have to work, though. Like the only reason know. we work what? is we're, because we buy in and are dependent on the system. That's, and I've and ever, like if we have land, we should be able. Like my brother's really into this, and I've been more and more into this, like not being reliant on the system. And like me and my brother kind of just want to go buy a plot of land somewhere and like make a badass like garden field thing and yeah, like be able to live off our own resources work, and stuff. That's yeah, a but lot that's of work. life. I mean, that's 
That's like making, that's like your efforts being a one in one ratio. Like I put this in, I'm getting this out. Kind of like, I don't know. It, like, yep. it, it, but it's not, it's not you being like, oh man, this drudgery, this sucks. It's just like, we have the ability now to be yeah. able to like, really, I agree with you. It but won't I, be as hard as like the medieval times yeah. or something. But yeah. I think if, correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, what you're saying is that we, we, we can, we don't have to be agrarian to not work. Like we can yeah, you live can in an industrial society. Absolutely. Yeah. And it could just because of the Industrial Revolution, everything is at our disposal for really yeah. no cost. Yeah, you Very can you small. can you can lead a non-agricultural lifestyle mm. in the modern age without working 40, 50 hours a week. And I don't see many people taking advantage of that. I, I really, think our generation, millennials, are the first kind of people that are really like. This is an option that I could see myself going through with. Yeah, I just I, think I with think with technology like. Mm. Growing up with it, I mean, I'm just, I know how dependent I am on it where I think about like a life without my television and my PlayStation and all that stuff is totally feasible and would also, like if I just had a tiny house where all I did was like leave on the weekends and go camping, like, you know, you can do all of these other like super small, low cost lifestyles that would be just as fulfilling and like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't need all this shit that we think we need, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, looking at even just the European lifestyle, I mean, dude, going into the middle of Würzburg every day and seeing, like, the entire town just, like, Have an ice drinking cream. coffee and eating ice cream, and I'm like, what? Like, how do, like, how do you have this time? And yeah. it's just because we have this thing that we... There are so many options at our disposal that we think we have this time poverty when in actuality, because of our efficiency in the industrial age, we probably have more free time than we've ever had before. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all seem kind of optimistic about such a lifestyle being feasible in the future or like not just feasible, but actually maybe popular. Well, the idea is I I hesitate to say it, but I mean, if you look back, like even in the middle of the 19th century, they were saying the same thing. It's like, we have all these factories that can do all these amazing things. Yeah. Why are we still like slaves to it? Why are we work? Why are we living in this horrible, horrible condition when we have all the answers right in front of us? Yeah. And I think since that has been true for almost like 200 years now, yeah. mas o menos, that it really does take a fundamental economic shift and of so an ideological shift which may come with the technical technological revolution that yeah. we're going through right now where everything's information based instead of manufacturing yeah but but i mean we're closer and i think the reason that wasn't feasible back in you know since the industrial revolution is because you're having these outside pressures from competing states that are like trying to you know generate wealth and become uh, dominant players in the international system. Take you out of the game, yeah. Yeah, but exactly. I, I don't see why they would go away. Well, I well think, it's all interdependent think, now. Kind well, of. exactly. Like, globalization is kind of softening that competitive nature a little bit in my it's co-optation. View. Is it, though? It, I feel like it's just becoming more cutthroat and international now. Well, that's... It's a good point. It's well, just that the business, everything has moved into a virtual space now. You know, it's not that globalization wasn't corporations literally exceeding like the borders of their country and moving into others. It was the fact that like they pretty much just separated from the land and have be and now exist. You know, yeah, the labor in a different plane. Yeah, the yeah. labor um, exists in a virtual space. But that's only here. Like that's true here. Like, we're becoming more of a service based industry nation like we do have that virtual space here but the manufacturing still exists it's just now in china and india yeah yeah all these other places and so that condition still exists on a global scale 
But what I think is we're still living with this industrial age mindset where we do need to work yeah. all the time in these service positions. Yeah, I think overall globalization has actually has softened that that feature that I uh, alluded to earlier. Which is what again? Which is um, like cutthroat competition from right. your neighbor kind of? Exactly. So, but I mean, maybe perceptibly it isn't that way because we're having larger shocks mm. over time, you know? So these shocks get hidden for a long time or, you know, deficits of any kind of Softened. nature. Yeah. They get thrown under the the surface of what we're able to, places, you know, dispersed. and then they just, they, they uh, manifest themselves way farther down the line, but in much, much, much bigger ways. Magnitude, you know, yeah. the magnitude is much greater. That the fragility to which like the crash can happen is still susceptible to everybody, but the risk has been mm-hmm. also spread. So everyone has a touch of the risk. That means we're all uh, exposed to the risk as well. Yes, we are. You but, know, but. but Overall, the risk is lower for each person to hold. To your statement earlier, though, earlier about you know us being optimistic that that lifestyle is possible, and sort of like why isn't it now? Or yeah, is I think it global? Yeah, is it actually possible? Like I don't know if everyone removing them, themselves from like the the capitalist society that we have now, and like um, going out and vacationing or whatever. I don't know if that's exactly possible because capitalism is sort of. It, it runs on that cyclical nature of, you know, when you buy a product, it's like you, you identify that you have a, a need or a problem, you evaluate your options, you buy something, you evaluate your, your, um, your purchase, and then you dispose of it. And like literally everything in our, um, in our life is disposable. Like even a house technically will probably be, be disposed of True. in your life. So, and it's also like it hurts the system when people save their money. You know, like people need to be yeah. people need to be buying things and um, and disposing of them in well, order to continue it. And if and if you get people who are now drawing out of that, it's going to create problems for the system. You know, true. Um, savings is overall, if they're brought to a exceedingly high level, will like make the system less efficient. But it still strengthens the position of the individuals that save it. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, and, and so therefore, like you can could create a new society where like you have a culture that actually appreciates the capital that's generated, like an actual cap. This is the kind of capitalistic culture that I would champion, not the kind of capitalistic culture that's like get out there and make as much as you possibly can. Yeah, you know, yeah. do one that's smart, do one that's built on savings and that is uh, anti-fragile to the things that other people do. But I think that we're also taking for granted like our perception of average Americans in the middle class and how, you know, it, it might be it might be better to, now to be poor than it ever was before, but that doesn't mean that being poor is, it's like, great. cool or easy. Like, the middle class, and even if you just think about, like, minimum wage, you know, if minimum wage was um, adjusted for inflation, then it would be at $24 right now. And it's at eight, yeah it's in at the like past fifty years yeah yeah and so uh, well, I just want to clarify when I said it's better I just meant strictly materially not like right, spiritually or, right yeah. yeah so but but like what we're finding is like you know our perception of how things are versus how we think they should be versus how they actually are are all like very drastically different and um, the way things actually are especially in America which is like one of the most prominent wealthy countries in the world um, the middle class is finding it harder and harder and harder to save anything because they're just getting by in a lot of senses. Is that true? Yes. Like I've, yes, I've heard that. No, I've heard that that is true, but aren't we still consuming just like the most inane dumb things? 
What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what's funny about like getting by, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, look, I just started a job at Costco and people buy crazy shit still. I mean, that's cheap not, at I'm Costco, not, like, though. I'm not denouncing the fact that they do that, but there is this very cyclical nature to poverty and there's such a stratification of True. wealth that's going on. I read a statistic. It's what, by 2019, it's predicted that half of the world's personal wealth will be owned by millionaires and billionaires. Like yeah. it, and that I mean it makes sense when you when you realize a large trend of what's been going on because it's in their general interest to stratify the wealth. And the whole thing's built on debt, which it's they control debt. the debt and we're just paying them the debt with our taxes and with our interests and all that shit. So it's <laughs> that's why I'm scared. That's why I'm like I am I do not I want to learn right now how to be able to live like off the system if I need to. Not like that that's my goal or that's what I really really want to do. It could be a good goal even still though. But like, like I want to be able to like if if you know if I have a mortgage and billionaires and millionaires just decide, "Hey man, like we're going to take your house." And it's like, "I'm up with my payments, doesn't matter, we're going to take it anyway." I, I, I you know, like I don't need to have to fuck with that. I can have a plot of land or something and go live somewhere <laughs> because so many people would be fucked if that happened, you know? Like they wouldn't know what to do. But, I just don't see how it would behoove all of those people to like just pull the rug out from under everybody. There's it greed. I, it's not, but I mean, I think you bring up a good point. Is that people? I think one underestimate and two underestimate the potential for another Great Depression, like yeah. in this country, especially when you see all these rollbacks on these like New Deal reforms. And say what you will about like the progressive movement about anything, but when you see it, we. There, you're repeating patterns yes. that have led us down dark roads before. And, I mean, capitalism fluctuates. Markets fluctuate. No one is ever going to cover that up. Even the most staunch capitalists will say, yeah, there are downs and ups. Mm -hmm. But those downs are going to get real hard. And it's not unlikely for someone to lose their house, as was the case in was, 2008. In 2008, we almost had, like, I just watched Too Big to Fail, which is a very good account of the people that were, like, in charge of all the major banks and the SEC. And, like, Bernanke was like, no, this is going to be a Great Depression worse than the Great Depression. You know, yeah. like, because, because there's so many more people well, that's and it's the, such those higher are the risks. Kind of, those are the kind of crashes and, like, uh, crises that we're vulnerable to that are so catastrophic that they, they threaten the entire system. The world, yeah. The, absolutely, the entire world. Um, but it doesn't mean that people can't generate wealth in an, on an individual methodology that couldn't privately earn them wealth outside of that. I mean, um, the thing with... The, I mean, I know like wealth is being strat like it's increasingly the upper 1% or whatever is getting bigger and bigger and bigger but at the same time like you had it yeah well Every you time? were supposed to continue oh no i like to it was going to be like nice music yeah i don't know it's, Sound it's effects. still nice music Sound okay effects. it is still um, nice music but i at least with the, the way that capitalism works now like wealth isn't a pie you know it's not that like there's only this much and you know you can only have you know it's not a zero sum game right exactly it's it, wealth is and money is constantly being created and generated and and the pie is it's always increasing endlessly complex for our understanding and yeah. like for me it's like well if those 1% are going to get richer and stay as rich as long as they can like but i'm still able to generate wealth and they're going to make and if and let's say it gets easier for me to do so then i'm not going to really care if they're richer than me but I only think that I can generate wealth because I'm like very fortunate. I was born into a, a what would be considered a rich family, yeah. and I was given good education, debt free, and 
I'm gonna and I was given a job right out of college where I can go make money and be a part of the system, you know, and like I don't have to worry about like doing all that kind of stuff. And there's like a lot of people that if one of those cogs isn't in the isn't in place, then like they're fucked. You know, like they don't have yeah. they don't have the means to be able to do that. And, yeah. and 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 I'm not saying that it's impossible. Like there are some standout people that you can always point to, but those are the those are the exceptions in my opinion. You know, they're definitely not the the rule. Very true. Absolutely. And like the big shocks like that definitely affect people at the bottom more than they do in in any other position. But that that seems like a reality that may be unavoidable if you you know it sounds so fatalist to say though like why but, i mean <laughs> why is the future impending doom always it's not and i think like a lot of people like there's there's two ways to really look at it is that like, you can be fatalistic but you also look like life has been shitty for humans forever like life is always painful whether or not you're in the one percent or industrial age or agriculture life is just painful but humans have this weird way of always surviving and changing mm -hmm. as time goes on and it, that's why it's so fascinating to study the history of how we just move along and it never really gets better like happy like you can't really chart happiness necessarily <laughs> yeah. you can say life gets easier but it's still really hard for everyone yeah. um but it also has this great ability to survive. Human life always ha finds a way to survive. Life finds a way. Yeah, I don't it, think it's going to be the extinction of the race or anything. Yeah. It, it really, <laughs> or like, the, it, the, species. the destruction of the, like, that's the thing. It's the system, too, that we've created. Like, there is a system of dominance in this society that really does push the poor down. And I really think that it's, it's a negative way to look at it, but it's a way I kind of do. It's like... The, the top is always going to find a way to oppress the bottom. They want to stay on top. Yeah, and they, I mean, that's, that's their... They have the money to stay right? on top. <laughs> and so really, I mean, I'm not a Marxist, I'm not a communist, but really the only way to achieve what you are saying mm -hmm. is for the many to actually have this I, realization. It takes a lot of hatred, a lot of self-hatred and yeah. a lot of hatred outward, too. To, to change the entire way the system works. And that's a bloody exchange. It's not... It, could it be. doesn't have to be necessarily, but it will be. Yeah. But, like, there's... I don't think that there's enough... I think that there are studies that would show that... I mean, I've heard, at least, that there are less and less very smart people, and there's more and more dumb people. There's oh, absolutely. Could you keep so, defunding the schools? So, so yeah, I know. And so, and so, <laughs> nice. the uh, you know the the ability for like the average person, the average American, to find such resentment for something or mm. or that something needs to be changed so drastically, it their my, their life might be shitty, but they don't even realize that like if everybody kind of came to the same conclusion and thought the same thing that we could change something, it's just kind of like, Oh, well that's just how it is. You know, right. it, it seems like, it seemed like, you know, whenever we were in like revolutionary in like, you know, the 1700s and stuff when they're like, when revolutionary was called upon, like even probably normal citizens, maybe they weren't like the ones that were bludgeoning the tyrants and stuff, but they were like up to date with like, Oh, okay. We wanted to make it like this. Okay. Well maybe, Maybe we discuss why, you know, and nowadays it's just like, ah, we're just going to let people See, do it. See, I don't know if we need, like, I think this is, I think we were we were talking about this earlier in the conversation, that this is possibly a reality for many people right now. This is outside of revolution or, like, conflict between classes. I think there could, 
you could create a culture of people for you know who knows how long it would last maybe it could build a conflict in the future but i think next week people could ask their bosses for 30 hours instead of 40 and make that work you're abs- i mean you're absolutely right like we at the end of the day it is just all a human construct it is just us deciding what we want to do we have all the means to make everyone yeah. happy and well off but we don't do it yeah. And that's because there's an ideology that's so present in us that says it's not a matter of being smart or dumb. It's a matter of belief that's ingrained in you forever, like since mm-hmm. you were born, especially right. in America, of that, oh, this is the system. Right. This is the best system. It's not great, but this is how the this is how humans function. Which is mm-hmm. not necessarily the case, but it's how we're in we're trained to believe and it's so much more ingrained in us than we're willing to admit most of the time. Mm. I mean, to the point where, like, we don't even think about it in the terms that you're using, you know? It's yeah. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. It, exactly. And that's what I mean. It's like, it doesn't take, like, a full-on revolution. It just takes an individual learning to really hate that part of themselves. Right. It's all, it has to be self-inflicted, but on a large, large scale. And, like, yeah. speaking to you, unless but unless we make a change... Then all 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 a person going in and asking for thirty hours a week is going to do is make them twenty five percent poorer. I mean, and that twenty five percent is going to go to the one percent. You know, I mean, unless there's unless there's no, a f- the absence of value isn't value for somebody else. Yeah, that just means that that twenty five percent didn't get generated. It's yeah. not like you know. Do you really you, think that they wouldn't be able to you, find somebody else to take your place and? charge you less because everybody wanted to pay their go on 30 Not hours always like dude even like in a sandwich shop that is struggling because like the owner just started it if all of his people like quit on him in a matter of a week like his business would probably go under you yeah know? Uh, you can't you can't do it without any labor no, I mean, and a labor even, intensive even like one or two positions but. like i guarantee you like if at hubble and hudson when we were there and we had just started if like two people would have just walked out the door like it would have been very fucking tough for them right like in operations management you definitely have like the right amount of people doing a certain amount of things and it's the most efficient like i get that but i'm just saying that like it's not like like the wealth distrib- like the way that you if you just ask for less hours all you're going to get is less money and be more in need yeah. of money. And then but you what you're s- saying is you that, like, buy less snuggies and you you yeah. read so, more books and but, you go so camping. So is there, is there more. really like this, the in between line questions do we spend money on stupid shit that we don't need? There's like, that. Because yeah, because like buying. yeah, we throw a lot of money at like sports and we throw a lot of money at mm-hmm. like merchandise and, and just bullshit that we don't need. Yes. But those are the kinds of luxuries that we work for, though. Are they? We you need know, to. We I, need to I like do you're, some. You're missing. You're 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 missing a big part of it too, because you're right. We produce, and therefore people buy stupid ass shit every day. Like the plastic <laughs> fucking dog poop you can buy at the store. <laughs> like I said, I challenge anyone to go into like the CVS or whatever. I'm like, go to like, like the games aisle or whatnot. The little plastic yeah. shit that's yeah. made that oh, no one wants. Absolutely. Like no one ever really wants that shit, but we produce it. Yeah. We buy it. And, and you're bought. absolutely right. But that's not where the you know, Father's Day presents, you know, like Oh. Ties with Dalmatians on it. It's like, no one's going to buy themselves a tie with a Dalmatian on but it. But I think he's going to make a good point, though. Y- yeah, no, but that's-, that's not where the circle of poverty comes from. Like, the cycle of poverty and what entraps us isn't aren't those little things. It's not like a mindset of someone saying, oh, I'm not going to buy a Snuggie or this, and therefore I'm going to be well off enough to not work as much. 
It's the idea that you have a mortgage and you have debt. children and <laughs> debt, lots and lots of debts. Not only just student debt, but debts on your house and your car. On all the things you need to survive in an industrial city. The margin of consumption in this country is extremely high. The margin of savings is way low. If you just flip those two numbers, you would instantly be on top of your mortgage, on top of your car payments. Yeah, but if everyone but that changes, changes the economy. Actually, yeah, if everyone did that, then the system is going to sputter. And Absolutely. I think you're right. Yeah, and then the and do then the dollar right. doesn't mean as much because it's not working in an economy that doesn't. That's I not mean, no, I, I already acknowledged that there's going to have to be some kind of uh, capitulation by the elite class in order for this to actually become what a, a fucking a, word, a, a man. Full, Damn. A full capitulation of the Jesus. elite class. Someone put a like a tally mark on the wall somewhere. That was amazing. <laughs> he always yeah, brings one to the table. Well, look, that was a that great ma- topic, Stephen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we got on for a long time, and I think yeah. we said what we wanted to say. You always get me off for a long time, Stephen. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> God. Well, look, yeah. I'm going to go next. Uh, mine's on a little bit of a lighter note, but uh, mine has to do with like a little bit with like procrastination, right? So we all procrastinate in some form or another, especially when we were in school. Um, so I want to know, what, do you, what form of entertainment or like time wasting do you find to be the most overrated and the dumbest like when mm. some uh. girl was like yeah i just didn't write my paper because you know i decided to do this instead or some guy was just like yeah you know this weekend i could have written this paper or done whatever i needed to do but instead i did this what form of time killer do you find is just the most just the dumbest fraternities and sororities I, I mean, I, God bless you if you're out there in a fraternity or sorority. I'm not saying anything <laughs> bad about individuals. You're all beautiful little snowflakes out there. <laughs> but all too often, and I get this a lot just because I, I, I work with freshmen. Such a quick answer. It, it's because I think about this so much, and it's, it's just, it seem, it's so hurtful to watch these people. And I have nothing against the idea of having a brotherhood of people or a sisterhood or whatever it is, but it consumes your life. <laughs> for the first semesters, yeah, for sure. For the first semesters, and then even later on, it just you become so engrossed. You know, you learn how to make it work. Like I, like there's definitely mm. a, a difference between the freshmen and the seniors in a fir- like fraternity or sorority. They know how to make it work. Even it's sophomores, yeah. yeah, more bitches. Yeah, yeah no, they do, <laughs> that's the thing. They, they, they do this. They do this. Stupid shit when they have responsibility, and it's not because they're they're stupid themselves or they're making stupid choices. It's just because they have yeah pressure pressure yeah yeah. And like the thing is, there's a lot of stupid things out there. Like Uh I mean, if you scroll through Facebook for the umpteenth time and just looking at all the bullshit you hate, like that's what I do. Whenever I look on Facebook, I hate this person. I hate this. Why are they doing that? Actively, well, (laughs) it's it's my friend. I don't. I I know. I I unfollow people actively that I even if they're my friend. If I don't, if I'm like. Nope, I don't like you. I try I to keep my friends list at a cool like 150. And yeah, I actually, he's always been very. Uh, I just I just asked about 45 people the other night actually. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I made the cut. I think. Yeah. No, you did. You're always in there. If you if we still had top eights, dude. Now, oh. if only the woodpecker size. <laughs> yeah, I get cut up in like thug life videos all the time. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so so. Fraternities. You, Fraternity. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of and bullshit shenanigans. Obviously, that, I, I mean, there, there is an extent where I'm speaking on my ass. I'll be totally upfront with that. I've never been in a fraternity. I rushed. I didn't join. I gotta say, I'm. I'm the only one here. That I think that has right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm not like I don't want to like besmirch them. Well, I, to a small extent, I do, but <laughs> I want to. I mean, I besmirch. I think everyone. they've earned Every, their name. You yeah, know. They, 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 everyone is deserving of being taken down a peg, but. Um, 
I, I, I see this all the time. It's, yeah. it's so okay, frustrating. Can you give me, me, give us examples. Let us chew on something. I mean, I can give you examples. Yeah, he, I'm sure anyone inside the organization, if they're act, if they're being honest, I'm sure you can come up with an example of someone yeah. that gets carried away by um, it. KA was sort of known as the fraternity that was the worst for hazing, especially in the modern times. Uh, Dell was really bad until we got like sanctioned and we got like we were gonna be dischartered or dismembered. <laughs> Double or secret probation. Um, yeah. <laughs> Put a so, ball rocket in this kid's butt. So, but KA was still like they were they were in trouble all the time, but they always just kept hazing people. Oh. And um, <laughs> one of their things was like if you have a three point five GPA or above, then you're not doing enough for the fraternity. Oh my god. That was like one of the sort of like pillars that they. Went through pledgeship, exactly. With, you know, and 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 not like like that was for pledgeship. If yeah. you were at a three, like they didn't give a shit what you made uh, after you went through pledgeship. But I mean, for me, we never really got uh, hazed so much. But we were at the fraternity house all day, just building things and like doing brotherhood activities and stuff, and cleaning the house and just doing stuff other than studying. I mean. It's it's not like a good excuse to not be doing your, like your your job because I made it I made a three point five whenever I was in freshman year, uh, and I was I was like considered a super pledge. I was one of the kids that was like doing a lot of work more so than other kids, but um, but no, Charlie's absolutely right. I mean, it, it's it takes a lot of discipline to be able to do any like really put out like a good solid academic effort while you're in a fraternity especially in your first semester and that's not to say like the end goal of anything is your academic performance i'm not saying that but when you have a task given to you Uh a la college and (laughs) that's primary focus is not only to get you a degree but to get you educated plus i feel like with the the organization it's like they almost feel prideful in the fact that they didn't, oh, for, they didn't do something because of the fraternity. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sort of like strengthens your bonds with each other, yeah. you know. But I mean, yeah, I, I totally I mean, I'm not going to say that I think that I think that it, it it was a good thing for me because I could handle it. But I think that there's right. a lot of kids that like shouldn't go into those situations yeah. because they can't handle it. They are not disciplined enough to be able to handle that. I uh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So, so for me, yeah, what's what's the biggest the dumbest way to waste time? Uh I think like procrastination. Uh, I didn't want to Have say that, but I totally yeah. Procrastination or how would you even say that? Procrastination. Yeah. Procrastination. No extra. Procrastination. Yeah. Like crasturbation? Yeah, it's like you have, you know, three or four papers to write, but just I'd rather jack off right now. A lot of times it's like I'll I'll jack off and I'll be ready. You know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> know. do like this is what gonna, <laughs> this is gonna no, get me in the right clear mind. head, clear pipes. You know, I've absolutely said that to myself before. I'm like, okay, let's just get it out of the way. You know, yeah. like have my mind cleared. But that's it's only like, like that's a nonsense. That's only like a temporary. I don't know how long you're going. See, he's lighting candles. If you're going, and... oh, if you're going longer than half an hour, then you're doing work, son. Yeah. You know, or maybe like you can't what? do that for too long. That's your study break. You know, like God, it's I just wrote a page. I'll go ahead and take a study break. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. for sure, that's happened. That's pretty good. I don't. Know. I mean, so that's a shitty way to waste time. Actually, anything, I don't know like, because I love it. Yeah, yeah. pretty efficient way to waste time. Well, it depends because like the bigger the assignment is, I I find not. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, like, it's like the the more you'll. Read realize your body is capable of doing for you right, right. right. <laughs> yeah if it's coming down to it i'm like oh i can get in a couple rounds i just got done at cindy's i'm gonna really figure out what i'm you know what we can do <laughs> hunter what's the dumbest way to waste time well i mean honestly like 
my first answer is just like people that just try and act like they don't give a fuck about it. You know, like people that are just like, yeah, you know, I just pay. Like I literally like knew people that were like, ah, I had a paper, but like, fuck it, man, I can get an F on that, and you know, it's whatever. It's like. You're in school right now, man. Just, yeah, just, you're never going to do this the again. only thing you're doing. Like, if you can't do this, then you won't do the other <laughs> things either, you know? Um, but, I mean, if I'm going to, like, go to a specific pastime that's, like, a stupid way to to get out of, of doing your assignments, I mean, I'm, even just stuff like... You know Netflix. That's just yeah. being like I had I had to watch all the House of Cards episodes yeah. in a row. You know that's my. Like, well, maybe well, that's all right. I mean, if you're you know, in a poly sci class, I mean, yeah. I mean that's true. that's yeah. I'm sure you had a blast, but like that doesn't no, make what didn't. you did yeah. anything. <laughs> anything House of Cards, no. Yeah, I mean it didn't make like your procrastination any more like verifiable than anybody else's bullshit reason. Mm. So yeah, I mine, mean, more specific than just Netflix is mine just TV shows. Like yeah. I'm someone who doesn't really watch a lot of television shows. Um, and when, when someone would be like, yeah, I mean, I just, I really wanted, I had to do this, uh, assignment, but I, I just watched like two seasons of this. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. You sat in front of your television for a long time. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. It may be the number two, with two seasons sounds small. <laughs> that was like eight hours. Each you know? season, yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know. I just think there's so much out there to watch now that when people are like, I need to catch up on this and catch up on that. I'm like, no, you don't. Just you're exactly. never going to watch it. Accept it. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. It's not yeah. going anywhere either, too, by the yeah, way. I know, like, right? Well, the, the thing is about procrastination is I think it can be a really powerful tool sometimes, though. Like, we always knock procrastination, yeah. but there's always it's that a bad rap. It, gets, it definitely gets a bad rap. It's definitely not, like, a good thing. Like, definitely not. But I find that... I don't know what it is for you, but I find, like, my, my best stuff comes up when I'm right up against the wall. Like, oh, for shit, sure. that is due tomorrow. Ah. Let's do it. And then I whip out, like, eight pages that I couldn't... Like, eight solid pages I could never do over the course of a week. Yeah. Like, in, the, in that, like day that I have right I'll I'll I've actually had, produce something it's not like granted I can always say oh I could have done better because I would have if I would have just mm -hmm. sat down and done it I've, but I don't know if no, like, I the pressures if the pressures on the limits are coming at me yeah I am pro I can be so prolific and it's really unhealthy because then like the projects get bigger and bigger and my time gets smaller and smaller right I mean, what you're saying is that you pretty much allowed uh, procrastination to focus you in this smaller time window it's so yes. you feel like you've gotten more productive but yeah. like if you would have written you those, can make your own time window basically if you would have written those eight pages um throughout the course of a week you could have like edited them. You are then, absolutely right. And then maybe like read some more and think maybe that shouldn't be there and I'll put this there. Cause like, I, I, that's always how I'm doing it too. Is like, you know me, y'all both have like experienced me work a little bit, right? Or maybe not you so much. Yeah, you wouldn't stop procrastinating in my room. Work. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Why is he in your room? I, I would be like at the library just like hours before everybody else like showed up to like uh -huh. print their stuff and I'm just like there working on it and everyone else is showing up to you know, just make sure it, it comes out right. And no, I've I, seen I that know. in Wurzburg. Yeah. I saw that. I mean, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's honestly like, it makes me feel just like, like I'm fucking incapable. <laughs> well, I read but, like, I, I always work up right up to like last period printout. I, I read a really interesting thing and it was talking about procrastination, where it's coming from. And I thought it made it's a very a valid point. It's It starts when you're young and you're good at things that other kids aren't. Like, not that other kids aren't, you're but like, it's like, it's like all right, I get that. circles. I get squares. I can do this. I can do yeah. this shit. Like, I've, like, right as I'm coming into class, I can do this basic algebra and whatnot. 
And so you get trained at a very early age that you can do this thing quickly. Yeah. And that you don't. And need that other kids take it. longer, so I don't need to take longer. You don't need to take longer. One yeah. and two, you're going to do a good job on it. even at the, it's at the rudimentary level. Like when some kids are just naturally better at basic algebra or whatnot, mm. you get it gets ingrained into. And I find that it's the case where most of the people I know that are very severe um, procrastinators. And I'm sure the case is the same for you. Where when you were young, like did you do like your homework? Like right before class, like that's that's the oh, thing. Oh, always exactly, and that just stays with you, and it's a really unhealthy habit. You're yeah. right, like it's not good. No, but that's is. where it's, it gets built. It's yeah. so stressful. I've lost like I have these two, you know, big spots on my head right by There's where my speak. hair should be. You know, give you a lot of character. That's just that's just college for me. Um, it's also a feeling that you get. You have this feeling that you will will be in the future more efficient at this task, and therefore it is inefficient for you to do it now because you're not in the right mind frame. Like I don't feel like thinking about all this stuff right now, so I'm just gonna wait till the moment when I do feel like thinking about this stuff, but and I'll be better at it then. You create this weird cycle too, where it's like since you procrastinated, like you you pretty much binge worked on this one thing and you put in a lot of fucking effort because you had to and the next thing you know it's finished and you're like oh i'm not working for at least a week yeah but yeah even speaking even speaking to what you said before about like you almost feel like you put you put things out there under those sort of circumstances that you might not have been able to do if you weren't as pressurized um one of my one of my buddies that's in my band uh, his name's momin He's an amazing so musician. Awesome at bass. Very, very, very good bassist. And he's uh, going through jazz uh, classes and stuff right now. And some of his assignments will be like, all right, well, listen, you have a week, and here's your artist, and you have to listen to these selections by this artist, and you have to make your own thing that sounds like this artist. Like, you have to kind of like delve into that style. And he just puts it off for like six days. He just doesn't do six days worth. He just like, he might listen to what they do like, you know, every now and then. But he, he said that he has done both where he hasn't procrastinated mm-hmm. extremely. And then where he, um, or where he hasn't procrastinated and he's done his, his work. And then he has procrastinated. And he just waited literally like the hour before class started to, right. to just make his selection or whatever. And he's found that, like, for him, most of his, like, really good works and, like, the teacher being like, wow, that was really good, came from him being under that pressure and, like, just thinking about it for a long time before actually putting anything out and then just being like, okay, like, this is what I think. Like, this is what I think it should be. And then he puts it out there. And then if it's wrong, it's wrong. But, like, more often than not, he's found that it's actually propelled better art out of him than that's if my, he would have just like tried to really nitpick it the whole way. That's my you know? situation too. I wrote like I wrote a twenty-page paper one time in like within twenty-four hours, and I was like, "All right, I really shouldn't have done that." I realized yeah, that's now, outrageous. It was it was a bad time. That's a lot of pages, man. It was a lot How many? of. 20. I don't think wow. people realize like the jump from 15 to 20 is a fucking mountain. It was not a good time <laughs> in my life. I will say that. Like procrastination isn't healthy. There's nothing good about it. Like right. I could produce that. I fully recognize that I could produce those 20 pages like of equitable quality more or less if I were to take the necessary time to do it. Like we had like over a month to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's just in that one hour I was more productive in that hour, it was more profound. Like I think there would be about an equal amount of work that I could do then as over 
a long period of time with I'm not with if that wall isn't bearing down on me. Do y'all ever experience this the the barbell ex, uh, construction of work? You know where you do a lot of work at the very beginning, and All then the you're very proud of that work that you just yeah. did, and you then you're coast. like, okay, well, I could coast, I could spin that plate for you know three or four more weeks, and then it's like, oh, the rest of it tomorrow, you know? <laughs> right? No, it's true. Well, um, Hunter, why don't you go next? Uh, for my question, Charlie, why don't you go next? I'm, I, I'm, compl- right, I'm gonna, I, I I'll, I'm need to contemplate. I, um, I don't know if you guys have talked about this before. But um, so the last two movies, and I don't see that many movies in theaters, but the last two ones I went to go see in the theater were Jurassic World oh and Mad Max. Okay. And the thing, I loved them. I'm going to put it out there. I absolutely loved them. But I had this conversation with my girlfriend. I got to ask and- you about Jurassic World because I thought those trailers were abysmal. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. See, the thing is, I think both of the movies, and this is where I think it's great, they delivered on exactly what they promised. They're like saying, "All right, you you don't care. You want you want fucking cars exploding. You got it. You want dinos fighting dinos. You want Chris Pratt in a motorcycle riding with Velociraptors. Here the fuck you go. This is the best money can produce. Here it is. Pay us your ten dollars, and I guarantee you, you'll you'll get what you wanted. And I think that's great. I think that's absolutely great. And so many people I saw were like." Jurassic World was stupid. It was the same plot as the last ones. Mad Max was dumb because it was the it's just the cars exploding. And I was like, that's not the point. They weren't saying we're going to give you this in-depth analysis of this, these characters. I would still call them wrong on Mad Max's front. I would I'd say, say that those are two different typologies of, of movie right there. Exactly. That's my question. Is like yeah. When you go into a movie or any kind of medium of entertainment that tells a story, do you find that it... it it inco- like if there's bad because I absolutely think wholeheartedly that the people on, that worked on Mad Max and the people that worked on Jurassic World just didn't have good writers. They had great everything else, just and maybe with the exception of actors, probably shitty actors, but great everything else, just really bad ideas about characterization. Does I that don't know, Mad man. Max, Mad Max, I Max was is great. great script. That would really? be the two different typologies that I'm talking about. Is that Mad Max is actually like. One of the most substantive action movies I've seen in a very long time, in my really opinion. IMO, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I disagree. I thought Mad Max. I mean, the, T, TMH. IMO, oh, by the way, P, by the way, P full good. on spoiler warning for Mad Max because we're not going to spare any details. Here. Right. What didn't right. you like? What was bad about it? I just thought. I mean, like, it was great because you get you finally have women in some sort of active role. That's yeah, great. That's, it's, it's progressed. Whatever the law, but it's um. I mean, come on! Some of the the, the dialogue, the, the eight lines of dialogue in that whole thing were pretty <laughs> mundane and carry and actually acted through. With I don't very- know, like the character motivations were like pretty succinct, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought They're like the way that like some of the colonies utilized like spirituality and culture to like motivate its people into battle. Like I thought there was like I think it was a great representation of human nature. I thought so too. Like I I did to the core. I did too. Like you said in our conversation, like the dictators act like dictators and the the people criminals act like them like squabble for what they can. I I think that, that that you're taking a lot you're 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 just giving a lot to them. When I think that's pretty straightforward. Like all right, you wanna have most of that movie, eighty percent of it is amazing action sequence like and the fact that they were able to do that in such a way that the pacing was right like you never got bored with the action even though the action was the whole movie and the way that they were even to take they were to take like varying levels of action in a way that like lets you breathe and like never never it never became like a solid line of just like 
monotony, you know. Right, and but the whole the, the whole story gets carried through in a very straightforward way. They they're gonna escape like the the clutches of the evil bad guy. Like that's not I mean really fresh or anything. They realize what that, story is. Yeah, exactly. It's like the the story is straightforward. It's not really absolutely complex. But the I was char- still interested in the world. You know, the world yeah, had the enough. The visual like, storytelling in that movie was I completely agree. I completely agree. But I'm talking about on the specific. That's, that's, that's the, what I'm getting to the point at. Okay. okay. Is the, the divide between the story you're telling, the plot of something, and the attention to like. What it like the, the the exploration of the self the hu- the human yeah. experience because I would watch and I, I I'm not saying one's better than the other necessarily but the the divide is becoming more and more apparent to me like that there's some movies that just focus so much on plot and creating this kind of atmosphere that you like like Mad Max and Jurassic World oh okay. and then there's all these other stories out there these other movies that nothing happens like seriously nothing happens but there's still amazing movies because right. like great explore. dialogue and yeah, like exactly. yeah amazing like. dialogue these incredible characters and the thing is it, on the surface is boring because nothing's happening yeah but they're exploring these human motives and emotions and these well that yeah. reflects places. the reality of just the business side of creating blockbusters though right like if you're going to yeah throw all of this money in production value with Mad Max Jurassic World with all the action and the uh, effects needed and all that like you kind of need to play it safe with the script and with the plot you know you, people need to get in there they need to understand what's happening and be able to follow it easily or else it, that it's over for you, you know. But I think I think they're the they're con- it's condescending to it at a certain point. I thought Jurassic World was super condescending, and like it was laughable, like how many of these same tropes they're just checking off their. It looks like the same movie as the first one. Like, oh, it is. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like the the actual writing of it is piss poor. There's so many plot holes, so much wrong with the script. That and if an eighth grader, I really think, could pick out like, oh, that that doesn't work. What what happened to this? Why is this person doing this? Is uh-huh. No basis in logic or emotion, and I was thinking that at every turn. But I still loved it because there were badass dinosaurs, and sure. they, were, they looked so fucking cool when so they were what, fighting. What was the heart of the question here? Was it the expectation? Heart, yeah. Going why? Into why is it's it? It's a divergence. Think, I think. Yeah, I think there's I, like, and really, what I think it kind of boils down to. I think I've talked to you a little bit about this, but I've been noticing that there's this kind of this split. Now, where we have to choose, where we go to the action movie, where we see Jurassic World Mad Max, or do we go and watch that season of the Netflix show that actually is really challenging this kind of like the, this exploration of characterization? And I'll say this, and people will probably just think that I'm a fanboy, which I probably am, but I think that's why I respect Christopher Nolan so much. Because I think that he does a good job of giving me lots of action and like being like, whoa, that was crazy. But there are a lot of like, subtle parts and subtle like depths that he goes to as far as the script and even the characterization of the characters in his movies they're just like didn't expect you're just like wow that like for for a movie that i was going to see the action like that was actually pretty deep or that was actually pretty cool but i but i agree with you that i feel like that is becoming more and more sparse as far as comparatively so i think you're right i think that points to the problem of it though because christopher nolan doesn't I mean he really doesn't go that deep for an act for like a for an action movie he does like mm-hmm. absolutely but that's become the exception like he's become the exception Mad Max having like an actual empowered female protagonist yeah. that I mean, doesn't it, fall in but love but look at the War Boy too Nux like his whole journey and his journey as a character was pretty dynamic and pretty interesting 
Which one was he? So he was the uh, the war was he boy, the little white guy. Yeah, who yeah. hung out with him the whole time, and he starts by like his whole life is boiling down to this moment so that he yeah, can that he can die for Immortal Joe, and then at the end of the movie, he dies to let them get through. He dies for them instead. Yeah. He's motivated by religiosity that's constructed by in the post-apocalyptic world, and I think that's like a pretty interesting character. But, but that's uh, been done okay, to so what, death. There's what are, so many of those out there. Like, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not gonna like. I don't. I don't want to get a, a a flag and put it in the sand and say that like Mad Max was the most incredible movie ever made. Sure. But I guess but, this this speaks to so, your well. This speaks to his point that even just a little bit more in an action movie made me love it so much, right? And yeah, so, yeah and that's the. I'm thinking, why can't we just have both? Why can't we invest if we're going to spend countless millions of dollars making these amazing, like what computers can do nowadays is unfathomable, like yeah. with, with the the realities they create. Yeah. Why can't they just take a couple extra million people and hire <laughs> a good writer that doesn't yeah. change hands so much? Because you see all the writers for these shows, yeah. these movies too. It's re, it's it written, gets, then rewritten, then rewritten like 10 again. Times. And it's no one's baby, so no one's going to put up a fight because everyone's just rewriting someone else's script. Yeah. I and mean, that might speak to the whole, just the endemic process of writing in Hollywood is that like you hire somebody to write the original script, then you hire someone to rewrite it, then you hire someone to rewrite it over and over and over again until like the 10th edition is the one they go with. It's this watered down BS that was like sort of the direction you were going in yeah. to start with. Yeah. Right. And then you get the fourth Jurassic Park movie that has the same plot as all the others. <laughs> But that behind it, they've got but all dude, this. But dude, Chris Pratt's a, a, a he's an dinosaur star. He's the alpha. I think he's alpha. <laughs> he's awesome. I fucking loved it. I love it too. Because he fucking he did it with a full like swig of it. You can yeah. just tell in every scene that he's in, he is so unbelievably aware of what he's in, and he is rocking it. He's yeah. like, Good. all right, I'm gonna be the the stud alpha male working on his motorcycle, like. Fuck yeah, Chris Pratt. You do that. Yeah, you own it. He's always so goofy too. So yeah. it would be cool to like see him like be the badass. Kind yeah. Of guy. yeah. It, and I have like I don't want I don't want to like give the impression that I don't think that there's a place for this. But what I think is that we can have good, well written action movies. And I think that this is my I'm yeah, demanding. It, it, there's a it's I demand it. It's a indicative of a larger problem that you Hollywood has, it. right? So thank you. So the latest, uh, what is it, Wachowski's movie? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Jupiter Ascending Jupiter Ascending so I just had heard a podcast about that that was it, the original script for that movie was 650 pages holy and it got shit. pared down like you know to a third of its original well, size we have to realize that typically as a like a, a point of reference a page is a minute so okay so yeah so a 90 page script the would be theory is movie. that they were working on a trilogy with this like really in-depth world like Star Wars-esque that's gonna have like all this rich detail in it and people are just gonna like fall in love with it. it yeah you know and then they're just like nah that's not gonna work there's too many like stupid shit in here let's just crank out one big one and then you're just left with nothing so like the meat grinder that's hollywood now is really it's Rawr. the it's the michael bayification of the whole filmmaking process it's hey. like what let's make those those uh those first michael bay movies and like try to make a trillion dollars. But it's so funny because it works the other way too. Like if you take movies and shows or, or I mean if you take books and scripts that are vastly well liked like Lord of the Rings, right? People are people see that and even even some people that read all the books will be like, oh, it wasn't as good as the books." I mean, no one ever thinks it is. But I think most people would consider Lord of the Rings to be like a great trilogy. 
But if you look at The Hobbit, where The Hobbit yeah, was a great exactly. book, it, you take, instead of a 650-page thing being boiled down into 240 and it being a shit show, you take a 240-page book and you spread it out over three yeah. fucking things. Yeah. So it's literally at the will of the people that are doing it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just like, how do we want to make the money, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, fucking and, it's like, and, and it has nothing, it has much, much less to do with the art at all, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, then, but, but, but at the same in, time, you're right, it does cut both ways even on another level. It's because while we're investing on all of this action and explosion and great stuff like if you love it god bless that's it's it's amazing what we're doing now with visual effects mm-hmm. it, you invest all your money there but then on the other side we've had this now this push now for actual quality television that yeah. really does explore this character like if you the reason yeah. the i agree with that so. yeah it, it does both the reason that breaking bad and game of thrones and orange is the new black are so popular isn't because they have like these amazing visual effects, I mean, barring except maybe Game of Thrones, it's because they're well written. There's people that are putting actual time and effort into writing these shows. Yeah. And I it's it's really a golden age. Never before has television really been on this level of producing so many high quality shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But they're doing both of what you're saying. They're providing yeah. that action and they're providing that that it, mental stimulation at the same time. In the case of like maybe Game of Thrones, which I'm not, I'm I'm saying that really, tempt just, like tentatively, yeah, yeah distantly. I mean, With the exception of that, I mean, they're not necessarily incredibly high budget shows except for the actors they get. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Breaking Bad, you you don't need that much money to make Breaking Bad. It was like shot on film and had Brian Cranston, but other than that, how much are you really spending on? this show yeah. yeah but that's also why i love movies is just because you take the budget of what would be a two season show and you condense it into two hours and you just like let's just watch these fireworks go off you know yeah but you that's the thing is you it, it might be some i don't think it has to do with the format of the of the piece either because you can have brilliant movies that can come out and they still do i'm not like saying they don't but before like you saw a lot more of thoughtful in-depth movies that probably have we probably think about more often because they've survived the test of time but like you you just don't see that anymore the popular movies the most movies out there right now are kind of hackneyed and just relying reliant on these explosions and these effects well or reliant on the other part of it yeah chris pratt just signed on for three more jurassic worlds i mean really that's awesome i'm i'm super excited to see them oh my god I mean, I'm just saying, why can't we have... I, I think we're missing out on the golden opportunity to have... I just think it's both. the reality of the business of it all. And even going back to like our globalization talk, like a lot of these movies are being made not for, for us. China. They're made for China. And that's why Absolutely. they're shot in China and they featured famous Chinese actors that we don't even know are famous Chinese actors, but they're in there. Um, it's because it's like, yeah... What translates well, not language, but visuals. So mm-hmm. let's give them the visuals they need. And like, there's always been a struggle between art and business ever since like the Middle Ages when, yeah. when ch- the churches were the ones commissioning the best art in the world and mm-hmm. like told I guess, some guy like, paint Jesus over here doing this. And the guys were like, fuck, man, I don't want to paint Jesus anymore. So we <laughs> gave him like a weird, you know, it's just. I but I know. also think that, you know, like, in considering movie as an art form or movies as an art form, good writing is like at the key of where opinion is really fostered. You know, it's like, like what I think is good writing is going to be completely different from what all of y'all think is good writing or you, what you think and what you think, and what you think we're all going to kind of think that like different things is good writing. We'll be able to come to conclusions that like, you know, one movie we all think is, 
But, you know, for instance, like... Um, well, we can all actually point out what is bad writing, because there's one... Some right. instances, but, like, but you know, some yeah, people... Like saying, like, some people simply say, think that, like, retelling a story that has been retold over hundreds of years, that's bad writing, because, oh, it's not original, and it's not... You didn't, you didn't really change this. It's, it's the same story, like Avatar. People are like, right. that's just Pocahontas with special effects. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't make it not a good story. Well, you know? you're right in that sense, but it kind of was a bad... Story and I'm not <laughs> saying that like every little scene and right and right. sentence in it was like a profound fucking thing, but like for me it didn't have to be that to be considered like a good story. I don't know, but and and, that, and I think that's what I'm saying is like people are so it's it's I think it's much more consensual or a, a consensus can be drawn about good effects and good action and be like everyone everyone can agree like oh yeah that was just loaded with action and it was awesome you know right. you don't yeah, have to really bad contem- action too man there is bad action out there I mean, the transformers there is, is awful action yeah it is I but agree. i've never even taken the time to 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 look at transformers cuz i know the plot's going to be so horrific yeah, but but i like won't even give it the time of day million dollars hunter who cares i mean the, the people that make it no i'm saying like you mean over a trillion dollars of, of revenues or yeah. of budget? It did not make a trillion dollars. It got close. I, the most lucrative, I, I want, the yeah. lo- most lucrative movie of all time is Avatar, and it made two point nine seven no, billion been, dollars. No, Jurassic World just set the world record. But the thing for is, opening day, but I'm oh. talking about lifetime sales. Avatar is the highest grossing movie of mm. all time with two point nine seven eight billion dollars. Yeah, and that's a that's a billion. It's it's a yeah, tr- no, tr- it, about a trillion it, off or a thousand off. Yeah, and I mean that's part of it. You're totally right. There's, there's, there's like a business aspect of it, and there's a object. There's like a subjective part to it too. Like mm-hmm. what is good, what is bad. But I don't know. I thought there was, there, there used to be a time when like a good a, an action movie could have good writing to it. Like look at look at like a movie like Die Hard or Rocky. Those are really yeah. so like I've never watched the, Die Hard. Oh, those, those. I mean, at heart, those are really just action yeah. movies, and but they're mm-hmm. cleverly written. They're yeah. like, suspenseful. They're they have a good arc. They have. They, have they explore their own characters. They, but after the first Rocky, would you ever say that another Rocky was actually good writing? No, absolutely not. Because that's the thing. Is like they, they're like, oh wait, th- that made money. Yeah, let's they, let's go and make Rockies two through eight. Well, you can't make Rocky the underdog in every movie. You know, like well, <laughs> they tried. Well, well, they tried their best, <laughs> but like it only worked in the first one because he truly was the underdog, and you hadn't experienced this before. Yeah. And so that's why, like, you know, I don't know. And, like, well, like yeah, like, I mean, even with even with Rocky and the same thing. Have you ever seen the movie like Tin Cup? It's I've seen yeah. parts. I haven't gotten to see it all the way. It's a, uh, both. They both illustrate this example. Is that when you have a sports movie, really? There's really only two ways you can ever take it at the end. Is that they either win, win or they lose. They lose. Exactly. And so it's become so trite at this point. But both of those movies, Rocky One and Tin Cup, have this brilliant way. If you haven't seen Tin Cup, go get it. I'm not gonna like spoil the ending. Yeah, but as this, yeah. you have you seen it? No. It's got or it's a brilliant oh, way. Oh, Tin Cup. Yeah. I was thinking of the adventures of Tin Tin. No, I have oh, no. seen Tin Cup. You have seen Tin Cup? Really yeah, good. yeah. Brilliant. Great movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, they have these great ways of actually getting around that. That that you can't you can buy that with Friday Night writing. Lights was that way that it, way as well. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. There's there's a lot of great sports movies and a lot of great action movies that get around what we expect. And what we expect becomes trite. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World was trite because you knew exactly how it was going to end. You knew every single plot point as it developed. Mm-hmm. But those movies are possible. And what I'm, what I, it's not really much of a question, but it's more of a. It's a topic. It's a topic. I think that it, it's not. Unpossible, unpossible. It's not impossible. <laughs> like not, good it, movies. 
<laughs> it's not impossible for us to have our cake and eat it too, to have a good action movie with a good script behind it. And I just had to get that off my chest. No, I think you're yeah. right, but I'm not hopeful. Let me yeah. tell you that. I am. I think I, I, this is me. Hollywood, uh, listen, I'm banging oh, my fists on the desk. This is time. Uh-oh. They're scared. <laughs> 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 that's how yeah I mean Sorry, that's, that's, that's my that's, that's, that's my tirade me uh, <laughs> cool alright Hunter last topic of the show what you got okay I've been bouncing around a couple ideas I think we're gonna have to refer back to one of the original ones or at least in, in a, a tangent of sorts um, I, I recently heard a quote it wasn't even I heard a quote I read a quote at Jimmy John's Jimmy right. Johnson. Nice. And it's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, it's yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, the uh, music guy? Or fucking Warren Buffett. My Warren name. Buffett. <laughs> yeah, so Warren Buffett owns that chain. He likes to put up little uh, Does he things. really own Jimmy John's? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love Warren Wait, Buffett. Does he Bertrand, owns a lot of things. Bertrand, Jimmy John's is his son. It's Jimmy John's <laughs> Buffett. <laughs> Actually, his, his son's a farmer. Like, his son who's Apostrophe taking over his oh, company yeah, yeah, yeah. is a farmer. Yeah, like, he grows sandwiches. Yeah, he... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my name is Jim and John. I grow those sandwiches. I, I grow me some sandwiches. Here's that a plot a of number nines. We've been cultivating those. Uh. Italian nightclub farm. Yeah, you're damn right. All right, so, uh, so one of the, the quote that I read was... Um, be yourself. There will never be uh, a closing of the gap between more and enough. So oh. as we... We're all at different points in our lives. Me and Chase are at... Similar points. You're about to probably go into the Navy, right? Yeah, well, kind of. That's the that's the plan, and who I don't really know what your sort of plan is for the future, but I'm going on Mars One. Oh, nice! Yeah. Fucking a man. Sick, so, <laughs> considering that we are all sort of Humble still brag. subject to the system, and we are still trying to make money, and we are still trying to uh, get ourselves to a spot that is ideal, what do you think is enough? For each of us, what what or for you in particular? What if you like not necessarily a dollar level, but what you feel like your ideal would be? And if you said that's enough, then I could be able to do that. Well, I think I mean hopefully I think the ideal situation is you say ah that's enough, and then as you say oof, oof as like the period comes in, you die. Like that that's the <laughs> ideal. <laughs> placement of that sentence <laughs> i honestly see because i mean it, there's something there's always something more out there and i think but don't you think that that points to greed sort of well it depends on where it's aimed because warren buffett's a great example he's a guy that doesn't like money he just likes making money like he gives away all all of his stuff like he still drives his old shitty car and yeah. i think you can apply that and i i, I don't think there's anything wrong with it there's nothing wrong with liking the act of making money but um, you can you can direct that in any way you want to. Like if you're a music writer, you you want to say I'm gonna make this album that's gonna change the world, and then you don't stop after that. You think what can I do to push myself and the art even further? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great part about being human is that I think to a certain level we all have that need to want to do more with what with whatever it is we're pursuing. We want more of it. But that's like a, but that's sort of, I, I agree, and that's a cool point, but it's sort of a sad though, because it makes it seem like we're never, we're never really achieving what we're pursuing. That's why you have to find your pleasure in the pursuit. Exactly. It's that's the pursuit why, of happiness. And that is why, like, exactly, like you, 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 the first time you build a building, 
the day that you finish it, you stand on the top floor and you look at the height that you got to and you soak it in and you're like, holy shit, I built this. And then tomorrow you go get your tools and you build a, you build a higher one. I think that's cool in regards of like your passion, but I don't think money is any of our passions. You know, it's like you want to, yeah, you want to like a wall street style esque, like those kind of financiers, they ask each other, what's your number to get out of this game? Cause you know, they're all working 80, 90 hours, mm -hmm. you know? So wall street dudes have a number that they think they, I hit this number and I'm done with this game. You know, mm -hmm. is that kind of what you want? I mean, but they're so wrong. I think like, I, yeah, I mean, you could say that all they want, but they still will. Like once they reach that number, you'll see most of the time. They're I'd like to just around. see if y'all feel like there is a number that you know. It has to be. Are we like? Let's say it's monetary. I mean, or yeah, or let's just say it's an annualized figure, and it, it, it's 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 something that you know, it's it's not like. It's something that makes you feel like, you know, I can, I'm okay with this. Because I would like to think that my existence isn't based off of how much money I can make. Or even, or even the pursuit of doing whatever I'm doing and pushing the boundaries, but that that pursuit is based off of money, you know? So, like, I would like to yeah. think that there is a point where I'd be like, no, I, like, I, if I didn't make any more than I'm making right now, like, I wouldn't be, like pissed off i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't like have to hate on it like i just i would just make that you know that'd uh, be enough for me oh well, i don't know I three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year yeah it's pretty high it is very high it's pretty good i mean i have yeah, a plan for it the, w w there's an interesting statistic they, they they came out like what is the number of money or the amount of money you have to make in a given year where after that happiness becomes irrelevant like you have yeah. to make, I think what was it? it was, I think right now the current oh, figure it's like is like sixty. Is I think it was either six or seventy-one. I think it was the latest one I read. That's yep. awesome. Because like you re you reach seventy-one thousand dollars a year, and, and after like, that, every increment of money you make after that, it's kind of just like mm. I you, swear to icing God, icing on the cake. I yeah. swear to God, I was gonna say seventy, and frankly, it's because I don't. I've never once in my life thought about categorize my future in the terms of a number. Like I don't really give a flying fuck how much I make just because I know like what I want to do, you know? But you, you don't care in the top end. You care on a bottom end of sense. I think 70 would be great because I'd literally probably be like, I would be so fucking comfortable at 70. Yeah. You know, people that make $70,000 a year. That would be enough. Yeah. They like kind of forget like what their bank account looks like pretty much, you know? Well, like, you're not, you're not living paycheck to check. You're not living paycheck or... to paycheck, hopefully under 70,000. But I mean like 70,000 in California is different than 70,000 in Texas. But I mean, I mean, that's, but, that's all to be considered. I mean, right. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of making it out. Like if you're in a place like right now, you know, and, and inflation is not the thing and, and collapses aren't the thing. We just take how we are right now. If you could just be given this at an annualized rate every year, what would you God, do? I can make so it. I can 70, make seventy work so well, man. Yeah. Like yeah, seventy 70 would be so perfect. Seventy starting right now would be very, very good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's, I, a, I I think that's pretty good. Responsibilities. That's the yeah, thing, though. Absolutely. Because I think you could still save with seventy as well. Like you could still live comfortably, but still have like you know. The Chase knows about my able, plan to actually you know. go get a trailer. I would probably still buy a trailer with seventy thousand dollars a year, and I would save like. Seventy is enough to fucking travel the world every year. You yeah, know? like absolutely. what fucking more do you want or need? But yeah, that's the thing is, could, I think how could you be thirsty for anything else? Exactly. I think there's an element that what you want, what one of the things you want more of is responsibility. Like mm. as mm. much as we hate it, we, there's an element in us that wants to have. Like, that's the pursuit. That's family, finding like, pleasure in the and pursuit. And you want more for your 
there's an impulse that you want more for your kids than you want for yourself. And I can't even speak to that. I have to say again, I'm speak I don't have any kids, so I can't say yeah. that. But just over the course of human history, that's been a pattern where people want right. not necessarily more for themselves, but to leave something more behind. Yeah, this year Americans will leave for their children forty one trillion dollars. In debt? No, oh. in in oh, like wills. In wills, forty one yeah. trillion. Leaving them that money for them to Or that's like in in the process. It's no probably not like that many people are dying and giving that much away, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah, this it's year there will be like, this that's the plan. I'm like, sorry, I may have misspoken. This generation will leave the next generation oh. forty one trillion dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. We will. So I mean, that's a lot of money <laughs> that's not being spent. You know, it's just being given to different other people. Yeah. Well, spend. just being transferred. It's still like yeah, exists. it's just a transfer yeah. of wealth. See, yeah, I, I think I would consider my pursuit of a family in my number. You know, I think right. I so think, I think what's maybe your number hundred. Maybe like like ninety or hundred. Okay. Just yeah. because because I have the desire to be able to have a family and not ever have them feel. Under the gun of money or financial struggle? Yeah, the idea of money is to become liberated from it. Which is funny, yeah. because, but, but be, do be, we be, ever really? I mean, the more money we make, are we ever really liberated from it? That's the kind of culture that I want to, like, make popular, is that, like, you realize your numbers and that, like, gives you the freedom to not care anymore. And to go, you know, try to paint and to learn a little, learn another language and learn how to cook better. The like, we need to be cooking better, America. Just like, <laughs> none of, none of this micro evil. flavor shit bullshit. Yes, yeah, all right. I'm it. talking about real fucking meals. It kills Absolutely. me. I'm watching infomercials where they literally have a it's fucking like, device. Yeah, for everything. chop it up. Yeah, this one peels your apples. That one, like, <laughs> all right. Don't talk shit on my apple peeler. All right, that's. This one boils an egg. It's you know, it's like this guy yeah. does that. I'm like, literally, all you need in a fucking kitchen is like four things. It's like a pan yeah. and <laughs> you, yeah, you really only needed so many instruments in your kitchen. It's insane. And then like the rest can just be good shit to put inside you. Yes, yes. but exactly. I, I think that's, that's an you know? interesting to bring up in the conversation is yeah. because as we've moved forward in what we consider to be civilization and being civilized, that brings about more and more and more things that we think we need. Yeah. But we probably don't the really need. Things, yeah. Like we don't need a washer and dryer. We can wash Absolutely. our shit outside of I having agree. a washer and dryer. I but agree. but that is considered what a lot of what a lot of people will consider as a necessity nowadays. Okay, that's like almost uniquely American though at this point. Like you go to like other places in the world and you use other people's washing machine. Not only like not until like the 60s and 70s, I'd say, where people are actually buying like washing machines in their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? but the thing is, once they get it, I think you're right, it becomes a necessity, it becomes an addiction. Like, yeah. do you ever yeah. like leave your the house without your phone important. or your music right. or anything yes. that human? Yeah, exactly. And all the day you're like, oh, fuck, I wish I had my phone. I, no. who's, you've never really thought that you've never been like, I have more frequently been purposely leaving my phone at home, but it's, a, but it's a, I mean, it's an effort. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, I think we're both making that effort. I mean, it's an effort as in like, I don't need this. But it's because we realized that we had that before. Yeah. You know. I, I spent six months without a smartphone last Vamp year. Me. And I loved every minute of it. It was great. I mean, that, that it's nice. Like, I think you're right. Like, that you don't need these things. And it's great that you don't feel like a compulsion to it. But 
really at the end of the day, we become addicted to all these things we don't need. I'm talking about, but that's exactly right. It's an addiction and you need to look inside yourself to find like what your soul is thirsty for. And then you go pursue that. Like you, you, I, I think you're absolutely right. But what you're talking about, it's not easy to do when every other pressure around you yeah. is forcing this onto you. Like I, I really agree. wouldn't you need use Facebook that would, if it wasn't I don't know. That sometimes makes it a little easier on me because you're right. When everyone around me is on their fucking phones, I'm like, I don't need these people. And then when I go out to lunch with Steven and, and Shannon and they never get out their phones once, I'm like, you're my people, man. Yeah. This is fucking incredible. You know? Yeah. It's a it's a moniker now. It's just like it is. It's um uh, a shibboleth. Oh what? Um is that the word? Do you oh, the shibboleth. Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. The idea that there's like a, there's a passage in the Bible where they talk about how you can actually know a fellow like follower of Jesus Christ because they won't be able to pronounce the word shibboleth. Yeah. <laughs> or sibboleth. Like I actually don't know because I'm not. I, I don't yeah, really I'm not follow. A follower. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but it's so with an sh. So you're like, and like in the Hebrew letters, like either a shin or a sin or whatever. And it could be either a shibboleth or sibboleth. And yeah. one of the ways you say it right. Exactly. Is, so if you're not a member of the tribe that has this unique phoneme for this word, need a beer? then you're then yeah, you know you can, yeah, you that um, they're not a member of the tribe sure. if they are not able to say it. Okay. So we're a member of the tribe. We yeah, can we like have a lunch without our cell phones. Exactly. I don't know. I think ultimately I think, I th- Hunter, I think people are thirsty for that. I think people are like we're starving for like a, a break from this the capital culture forty hour work week the two the two day vac- uh, weekend vacation with emails all throughout it you know well I'm just yeah well I think more so than anything I'm just I'm tired of being told what I need you know like I want to just know like know the very basic essentials of what I need and if I have access to them that's cool I would like to be I, able to I, access them but I feel like our entire society is based on this materialistic notion that you need to be told what you need to have. Yeah. You know, and like, and I've peeled, it's just, it's, it just makes me feel like I'm enslaved I to money agree. and to what I need. Absolutely. Where I don't need a lot but of that shit. But it's a personal choice that you get to make tomorrow morning when you wake up and you say, I'm not, I don't need that. You're making a mistake when you tell me I need this, mm-hmm. you know? And then you you get to live with the satisfaction knowing that these people are in their own private hell, believing that they need something like a like a ninja chopper that gets your bell peppers in tiny little squares. You know? Yeah, but they're so tiny and so yeah, square. Yeah, but they're like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know? how can I get in that tiny or square yeah. in, in, in that way? I don't know. I just think at the end of the day, like coming up with a number is just so destructive. I think like visualizing your life in terms of like an annual salary is just not the way to do it. Well, uh, well. It- the, the, I mean, the real underlying question is what is wealth to you and what what do you feel like you need? Because money is really just a substitute for, for what, what you, you feel valuable. like. Yeah, what you find valuable, what you think you need and how you can and how much money you need to be able to hold that up. I'll say this, need. man. Perfect life. Wake up. Um, have a happy wife and a kid and be able to go and ex- explore nature I'm going to go ahead and throw in my video games too. Be entertained by video games. Sure. Okay. And travel the world. And yeah. drink good wine and eat good food. I was going to say, you got to throw those last two in there, man. Yeah. Did the jump from uh, $10 wine to $20 wine? It's, uh, it's night and day. It's life Wow. Well, you can get two bottles of $10 <laughs> wine. 
Like that's I know that's the precisely the problem, Charlie. Uh, no, uh, wealth. I mean, obviously, for me, the the best case scenario is where I never have to think about money. Like where I can do whatever I want to do and not have to think about the but, financial consequences. But you could not think about money and buy a roller coaster theme park in your backyard. Or you could not think about money and just True. That's another wake thing, up yeah. the next day and Put do the bare minimal kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Like th- that's that's the thing though, is that that's why a dollar figure can't exist for me. See, for me, like the Warren Buffett quote is true. Like I want it's a, a condo- great quote. I want a condo- I really like that's why I had to bring it to the table. Like I want a condo in downtown Austin. I want my summer villa outside of Munich, and I want like a ranch out in Wyoming. And I'd be oh no, man, you, you gotta like, stay out of Wyoming right now. <laughs> it's not a good place to be. Oh, yeah, really? The water's Why? rotten, dude. Yeah, the ground no. is just it's falling. <laughs> they left away. the cheese out too long. <laughs> okay. Wyoming's probably still beautiful, man. You know, like nice and I, flat. <laughs> I want that. I do want that. Well, great. Topic of conversation under. I think that's every all the topics we've got today. So thank you everybody for being on the show. Thank you Charlie. Thank you Stephen. Thank you Hunter. This has been an episode of Deep Cuts. Um, so yeah, okay. I guess we'll tell them where to find it. Go to iTunes. Subscribe to Witty Banter. Just hit subscribe. All of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. If you don't have iTunes, that's fine. Go to wittybantershow.com and uh, you can find you can download all the episodes there for free as well. Um, if you want to email the show and give us a topic to talk about, you can do that. It's wittybantershow at gmail.com. Probably won't. You probably you definitely won't because <laughs> what nobody it's been, listens what, to this. S- almost seventy shows that we've done, and we've uh-huh. gotten you know maybe fifteen shows. <laughs> hey, don't 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 knock that. I mean, you, you, this is your effort to like scream into the darkness. You know, this is you making a voice for yourself that'll be lasting. Oh, forever. But it just echoes back at us more than more yeah. often than not. <laughs> That's the human experience. Yeah. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> Alone. 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 Okay. Keep on with your plugs. I'm on Twitter. I'm at but it's just Chase. Um, Hunter's at Dusseldorf Set. Stephen at Stephen at Twitter or something. Stephen at Twitter. <laughs> Charlie at Connolly Street near the In-N-Out Burger. Perfect. Um, that's that's our show. Thanks everybody for being on the show. It's it been a great one. one. Yeah. And uh, until next time, have a witty fucking day. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. Cool.